All right, and we're recording live. Not really live, but we're recording. How's it going, Kim? Okay. Oh, just peachy. I'm on my lunch break here, and I just witnessed a guy peeing beside the garbage dumpster. It was beautiful sight. Good old <laughs> downtown Winnipeg. And how are you doing today? I am in Kansas, and I am sweating my fucking balls off. It is hot. That's hot. I, I think it's about plus 40-something right now, so... Yeah. Now, is that before the Humidex? Um, I don't think so. It's, it is humid. I don't know. I was talking to some guy earlier, and uh, this, is, this is quite normal for Kansas, and I just want to die. Well, here's hoping that you don't have a twister and go off to Oz. If you do, though, can you please bring me back those red ruby slippers? Uh, if anything, I'm going to bring back that cowardly line. <laughs> okay. Actually, no, a scarecrow. Probably a scarecrow. Oh, come on. <laughs> the cowardly line would be so funny. Him and Reese would get along great. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> They'd both be scared of each other. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess, um, I guess I'll start well. today with, uh, with a thing from the Daily Hive, or an article from the Daily Hive. And it says, Manitoba launches a vaccine passport uh, for those fully... Um, holy. I cannot read. Manitoba launches a vaccine passport for those fully immunized against COVID-19. And it says, Manitoba Premier Brian Pallister announced a new initiative on Wednesday for those in the province who are fully vaccinated against COVID-19. And he quoted us saying, I'm pleased to share the launch of the new new immunization card that is available to Manitobans two weeks after they've um, received both doses of a COVID-19 vaccine. I can't talk. (laughs) It's all that heat getting to you there. (laughs) Apparently. So with the cards... Um, he said, you will be permitted to travel within Canada without having to self-isolate upon return, uh, baton. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Canada without having to self-isolate upon your return to Canada. So I guess the one thing that I did want to say was... We have a thing in Canada called our Charter of Rights and Freedoms. These are supposed to be our guarantees that the government does not infringe upon these rights. Similar to the states, but we have a stipulation in ours that our rights can be suspended at any time if the government deems that it's necessary. So, in other words, we have a Charter of Rights privileges and guidance so we can have these rights but our government can can withdraw them at any time and they can go up to five years so if you don't agree with something tough shit you gotta you have to live with it now so it's uh i don't understand um 
I don't know the, the right way to put this. I don't know how to how to really word it. I guess one thing that was noted with this was that they they left out that Pallister had made the the statement of you get your privileges back. He never said anything else. He didn't say that, well, we need to ensure that our rights are maintained and we're not infringing. No, he said people that are are vaccinated get their privileges back. And I think that is very telling of the type of person and the, the, the type of government that we currently have in Manitoba and to a larger extent um, our federal government for him to say your privileges that means that they come from the government as opposed to in the United States where they say that they're they're inalienable they come from God so those rights cannot be infringed upon so that is one thing I don't think that people really seem to grasp here that the government can take those rights <laughs> I'm thinking old school. I'm thinking that we have these rights and the government cannot infringe on them. Oh, they absolutely can. So they can violate your uh, freedom of speech, freedom freedom of religion. Well, and freedom of speech is a bit of a generous way of saying because in Canada, yeah, we do not have free speech laws similar to how uh, the United States does. And... uh, I don't know. Was there is there anything that you wanted to say about this? Um, <laughs> so many things. Um, for one, I guess I didn't like. I live in Canada, but I am not up to date with things like our Charter of Rights and all that other stuff. And I guess it's something that I, I guess I had always assumed that it was like it was in the States, you know, like they had these rights, so, you know, freedom of speech and all this other stuff. And I actually thought we kind of had that same stuff here, um, which is deeming to be completely untrue. Um, I think it's super nice of him to say that he'll give us our privileges back. That's awesome. I didn't hear anywhere in that article though, about him talking about this, you know, having this um, vaccine passport or this card or whatever the hell it is that, you know, it's to help ensure safety of everybody and all this other stuff. Like he talks zero about the safety of it or the, the safety of people getting the vaccine. The only thing that I hear him saying is, hey, guess what? You'll get your privileges back. Just dangling that over your head. Come on, guys, get it done. Then you can get your stuff back. Well, yeah, you know, like it's. Oh, sorry. No, I, I was just going to say it's just like with the whole, um, in quotes, incentive of, you know, dangling or bribing people, which is how I take it. You know, get your vaccine and we will get, put you in a draw with a chance to win a million dollars or your kids will have a chance to get grants for school and stuff like that. Like, a lot of people take it as an incentive. To me, it looks like a bribe. It's like, come on, guys, come get it. And 
you know, if you have to sit there and like really push something, what are you trying to sell us? Like this should be a, okay, well, you know, it's for the, the greater good and for your, your neighbors and stuff like that and family members to help ensure that everybody is safe and we get rid of this virus and people don't know people, blah, no more people die. I, I don't think but it should be for that. It's, I don't think it should be because you like, because you want to, well, you want to do this because of somebody else. No, I think everyone should be entitled to their own, their, their own autonomy. You know, there was a, a picture circulating around on Facebook and it, and it showed a picture of a lady with an umbrella and a guy without one. And the caption was, um, if you don't use your umbrella, I'm going to get wet. So it's kind of that similar idea. But I guess to, to continue on with the article, so there were there's some other statements that he had made that um, you will be permitted to travel within Canada without having to self-isolate upon your return to Canada. Um, these cardholders will be exempt from self-isolating requirements if you're deemed a close case, uh, close case contact for public health. And you'll be able to visit family and friends in a personal care home or in a healthcare facility facility as well. And that is where I start to get really pissed off. <laughs> That's really where oh, I start to get pissed you. off. thank you. So yeah. during this whole, this whole year and a half, remember it was supposed to be 15 days to flatten the curve when we're now in month six, 16, 18. And, I lost count. And the, the fact that this type of stuff is being pushed, when it initially started... What were some of the things that were done? It wasn't, you know, okay. There was, there was uh, banning international uh, international travel, but that was the first thing that was done. The first thing that was done by our our federal government was to ban weapons, ban guns, any guns that were involved in any mass shooting ever. And. Well, I mean, seems... that makes sense because clearly the guns are what's making COVID. Fred, um, it's, you know, not people traveling and all this other shit. It's definitely the guns. We got to, you know, protect the people from the guns, not the fucking disease. Yeah. Well, and, and I guess in, in response to like, or in addition to what you were saying about, uh, you know, the, um, the lottery or whatever, Brian Pallister was asked about this. He was asked, where'd we get this $1 million? And I'm, I'm going to clarify now, if anyone hears noise in the background, I'm sorry. There's really not much I can do about it. It's just it just is what it is. I'm I'm literally in a truck stop right now, so <laughs> you might hear trucks kind of rumble by, but I'm doing my best to try and limit any of that background noise. So, but um, when he was asked about this this lottery, and people, please go look it up. You're more than welcome to look it up. I encourage you to go look it up. He said, "Go ask your two-year-old." That's where we got the money. We took a loan out, and Canada announced its uh, its worst national debt in its history. So we are more in debt than we've ever been ever. And he has the the wow. nerve to say that I sold out your children's future. Your children are now in debt. All of us from the federal government are now almost forty thousand dollars in debt each. Not my choice. I didn't choose to do it. I think 
we're already most middle class, most lower income families are already struggling as it is. And it really pisses me off that the government decided that instead of spreading people out, they got to pick winners and losers. They forced medium small businesses to shut down. Only people or only businesses that really supported the lockdowns was like Amazon, Walmart, Home Depot, all the, you know, all your big multinational stores. They supported it. They supported it wholeheartedly. And why? Look how much money they made. Between some of the biggest businesses, business uh, shopping centers, some of the big box stores, they took in almost a trillion dollars in a year. Trillion between a, a, a few of the, the highest ones. Amazon itself, look at look at the stock price. You can look at the stock price in January of 20, uh, 2020. Look at it. Look at it in a one-year cycle, January 2021. You see that thing go off like a fucking Elon r rocket. Actually, no, hang on, let's say a little more on point. Like a blue or a, what the fuck is this? Like a, Jeff Bezos himself taking his rocket into space. His dick-shaped rocket. <laughs> that's, that's the type of stuff. And our government supported it. It literally got to pick winners and losers. Telling small places, no, you can't, you can't operate, you can't work, you can't do anything. And Walmart, like I said, Amazon, all these other big stores got to operate. So you literally... Which I find... Sorry? Sorry about that. No, 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 carry, carry on. Well, I was, so... When, when there was such a concern about people being together... Remember, funerals were limited to five to ten people, some arbitrary number that they just kept throwing out. Seeing loved ones, people that were dying, they were limited or they weren't allowed visitors at all. But, you know, let's have people all congregate in these small areas. Big stores, big lineups. So people would stand for hours. I remember you telling me, because I don't do the shopping most of the time, I'm halfway across the country or, you know, delivering the stuff that people actually, you know, the stuff that people need. And... Saving the world, run truckload at a time. Mm-hmm. But so, <laughs> um, you would say that there would be like three, four hour lines, long, or long, uh, wait lines to get into stores. And oh, it was insane. To... And, and like, and, and, am I the only one that doesn't seem to understand? You don't want people grouping together. But let's funnel everyone into one area. What? Yeah. What? Well, see, and you said a really big key point there um, is that, you know, they they shut down a lot of the, the smaller places, but then allowed the bigger places to stay up. Like, these smaller areas, or stores, sorry, mom-pop mm -hmm. stores, or even just smaller businesses in general – they didn't have a choice. They were told, you need to Oops, shut down. They were not given that option to see if they could, you know, um, limit the amount of people that are coming in, make sure everybody's sanitizing, make sure you're cleaning. Like, nobody gave them even the option or the ability to prove that they can do this, keep their store open, and do it safely. They were forced to shut it down. Well, and some of the businesses that ended up, they spent thousands of dollars to try and be compliant, to try and work with the government 
I remember there were stories of restaurants that were setting up dividers that they were setting up. Uh, they changed their seating. They, they uh, did outdoor seating. Um, they would have uh, the rapid testing and, uh, you know, all the, the thermometer checks to see if you have a fever, if you have a cold or da 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 People Yeah, a lot of thousands. places were spending $20,000 to yeah, so have themselves ready. Yes. And the government just said, nope, nope, pack it in. No, you, you don't know what you're doing. Walmart knows what they're doing. I... Which, again... It makes zero sense to me because, sorry. <laughs> no, and this this kind of speaks to the larger point that the, the the government ended up bungling this whole vaccination thing to begin with. Where were they doing the vaccinations? One place, the Winnipeg Convention Center. That is exactly where I was going with that. For a place that doesn't want, you know, a big, large group, seem you're not allowed to see your families or your loved ones or your friends or anybody. You have to stay at home. God forbid you have one visitor, you're going to get fined and ticketed. But no, to get your vaccine, everybody come down to the convention center and stand in line for hours and hours and hours. Like, how does that even make any sense remotely? Like, there's minimal amounts of places in Manitoba where you can go get this vaccine. What would make the most sense is allowing pharmacies, allowing doctor's offices to administer the vaccines. Then you're having a smaller amount of people in and out instead of these big, large crowds that everybody's freaking out about. Like, God forbid your kid goes and plays in the park with two other people or even one other person, RCMP will be there shutting it down. Well, yeah, but police no. were arresting people. People were arresting people in parks that were all alone, saying, oh, they're, they're yeah. not allowed gatherings. I remember a father... Actually, there were a few of them, but there was one officer, and he ended up resigning, and because he he was playing with his daughter, and the cops came out and said, "No, you can't be doing this." So he finally got on the other side of what other people have already been experienced for a long time, of just trying to do a normal thing with their kids, and it was, you know, good on that officer for realizing that, hey, what's going on here is is stupid you know it's 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 like serving the collective is more important than an individual and that seems what uh what we seem to be going more and more towards but so one thing that uh that florida did and i and i'll applaud florida for this when they started their vaccination rollout they put it everywhere there were places that it was like at, out, outside of a 7-Eleven, outside of, of fucking any grocery stores. CVS, I believe, ended up getting that contract. And he was saying they could do it more efficiently. There's more places for people to get it done. And to be fair, in order to be honest, like I got vaccinated, but I didn't get vaccinated in Manitoba. I ended up getting vaccinated in North Dakota. So, yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, didn't you say, like, you didn't have to make an appointment like we do. Like, here, because there's only a couple of places that do it, that you actually have to make an appointment. And you're looking at, like, a couple of weeks before you can actually get in. My first one, my first shot, it was literally over a month wait list for me to be able to get in. You went down there and you just walked in. Yeah, I just, I just drove up. I literally just drove up drove up <laughs> that's not a word <laughs> you can english 
I know. I just drove up and they said, okay, you got your Manitoba health card. Okay. Come on right on in. Do you have any of these, you know, fill out the, do you have any symptoms? Have you had COVID? Blah, blah, blah. You know, the typical questionnaire. And they just let me go. Gave me the stab. I sat there for 10, 15 minutes just in case I had a reaction. And I was on my way. I would say I was in and out. From the time that I parked the truck, parked the semi, hauled my fat ass across a parking lot or a, a park, actually. It was a park. It wasn't inside a building. It was it was outside in a, in a trailer, like a utility trailer. Oh, well. And... Yeah, the guy was there. He was super nice. He was super friendly. You know, not some of the stories that I've heard about uh, certain nurses, but um, the guy was super nice, and everyone else was, you know, really nice about it. And they, you know, it took no time. No joke. Probably, I was probably there for 20 minutes. And I ended up, Just well, because awesome. I have to take half an hour off as a quote-unquote break. I ended up making a sandwich and had a had a uh, bowl of soup and then I left. So, you know, it it wow. seems like the government has failed so much in its implementation to try and centralize it instead of decentralizing, having people spread out, and that never that never seemed to to occur to our infallible leader, Mr. Pallister. Well, but see, but that's the thing; they're so contradictory. It's absolutely ridiculous. Stay at home. You're not allowed to go anywhere. But hey, guess what? I'm one of the big wigs. I'm higher up in the government. So if I want to go visit family or go on trips to freaking Hawaii or wherever the fuck they want to do in, in at Christmas time, well, that's okay. I'm allowed to because we're going to be safe. But you guys don't know how to be safe. You guys are stupid. So you need to stay home and listen to what we say. Don't well, go in was... crowds, don't do this, but everybody come to one central place to get your shots done. Everyone go to one central place to get your grocery shopping done. Like, what the fuck? They're so contradictory in everything that they say and do. Well, and there there were several stories, and I remember during Thanksgiving, um, you know, stories were coming out that uh, politicians were leaving, they were going places with family. And they said, oh, you know, it was a big mistake. Of course it was a big mistake. And, oh, you know, I, I didn't realize that I was breaking the rules, even though I fucking wrote them. Are you fucking kidding me? Right? Like, there were, it was uh, Doug Ford's, uh, was a financial minister, I believe. Was it Fred Phillips? I, I might have the name wrong, but it was something Phillips. I think it was Fred Phillips. He posted videos, it was either on Facebook or, or Twitter of him in a sweater in front of a fireplace and you know with a christmas tree behind him in a chair saying oh we're all in this together we're all in this together guys you know stay home don't go anywhere he posted those videos so so this this is the the you know the the facade being lifted this was during christmas and he posted those videos while he's he was vacationing in another country when everyone else was told to stay home, you know, don't go anywhere. Okay, I can, I can understand with the government when they're doing governmental functions. That's one thing. If they need to meet with dignitaries, with diplomats in other countries, you know, go do these whatever fucking bullshit events. That I can understand. But you're on Christmas break. They're on Christmas break for like three weeks, if not a month. 
and you know oh it's just the, the perfect time while i self-isolate and then i leave but anyways uh, to to kind of get back on onto the story was he knew what he was doing when he found out he flew back to canada there was uh, i remember I, do you remember me saying this watch what happened this was back during i think during thanksgiving and i said watch what happens during christmas see what politicians actually do and these are supposed to be our quote-unquote leaders i, I want to make one thing very very clear for everyone they are not our leaders they are our representatives to the rest of canada that's what our, our representatives are supposed to be just as your provincial uh, uh mlas or MMPs, or I guess ours is it, whatever. Our MLAs, members members of legislative assembly, and that's normally within the provinces. That is our representation to the rest of the province. That is the person. So our federal MP, or member of parliament, is our representation to the rest of Canada. So there are representatives. They are not our leaders. Because if they fucking led anything, they the only thing they've led us to is misery and financial ruin. One thing with a politician out of, out of Alberta during Christmas. This is when everyone was told to stay home. We're all in this together. Do your part. Blah 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 blah. She went to Hawaii with her family. And when this was found out, do you know what her excuse was? Do you remember what her excuse was, Kim? Oh, I do. Yeah? What was it? It's her family tradition. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was her it's excuse. Okay. We've done this for 12 years. This is our family tradition. Well, I'm pretty sure if we had a big get-together at our place and all of our friends and family were there and the cops showed up and we told them, hey, it's our family tradition. They would have just turned the other way and not ticketed everybody. I'm sure that would have happened. Yes. Sorry, I'm eating ice. Well, and that's, yeah, that, that, that's the, the double standard here, the hypocrisy in it. Um, these aren't just two isolated incidents. During Christmas, I said, wasn't it Easter? It was Easter when uh, our our fearless leader, Mr. Trudeau, ended up leaving Canada. Or, no, he didn't leave Canada. He left Ontario to go cabin. with his fam to be with his family in Quebec. Was that Easter yeah. or Thanksgiving? It was one of those one of those holidays. Yeah. That he had left. And the funny thing is, he he was literally telling people like not to go to their cabin, stuff like that, that they should be staying at home. And then where did he go? Went to go visit hmm? his family in Quebec. Yeah. So nice. So I guess to get pull everything kind of back to the story, this type of stuff. So when, when you see politicians, when our quote-unquote, when our representatives, what are supposed to be our representatives, aren't even following their, their own laws, their own decrees their own whatever you want to see or uh, whatever you want to call it this type of stuff becomes very concerning because when he's talking about you know you need to do your part and it ends up creating a lot of division between people 
this literally turns neighbors on neighbors, family on family, friends on friends. And one of the biggest tragedies in this whole thing, one was we've lost our humanity. We let old people die alone. People didn't have the opportunity to say goodbye, to have that closure. They didn't get that chance. Thousands of people did not get that chance. The second is the one effect they didn't, that we it's not will even, not... What? Sorry, I, I hate to interrupt. It, it's not even just the the closure that you're missing. It's the compassion. Like, if you're literally lying there suffering in pain and scared and dying and you are all by yourself, how horrifying that is. Like, how scary that is. You don't even have anybody there to hold your hand and tell you it's going to be okay. To give you the, a hug, like nothing. That is horrible. And I've said this privately and I'm going to say it well, publicly. If my mom was in the hospital dying, you could bet your ass, you could bet any money in the world, I would be in that room. I could bet you anything. Oh yeah, you couldn't stop me. Yeah, no, I am going to me. say goodbye to my mom before she's gone. I'm going to say goodbye to my parents, period, if they were in a hospital dying. Is that selfish? Then you know what? Then 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 I'm the most selfish person in the world. That's the way that you know I need to say I, I have to say goodbye. But we've lost that. Even though most people and and, and I don't want to make you know, when you make general statements, everyone everyone can say, well, that doesn't apply to me. Most people weren't affected by this. By the, I should say by the, by the virus. Harshly. Some people were. When you make a general broad statement, everyone needs to get it because everyone's going to die. You need to get it. You end up alienating people that have genuine concerns. Genuine concerns. And as, as I said earlier, I've been vaccinated. And my opinion has not changed. In fact, my opinion has gotten more concrete. That it is my choice to do it. It isn't a politician's choice. It isn't your friend's choice. It isn't your, your boss's choice. It's nobody else's choice but yours and your doctors. Speak with your doctor with these types of things. I don't know why, why a politician needs to push it as hard as they do. But right. my suspicion is, I might, I might be, you know, this, this, is, this is straight speculation. I don't actually know, but this is my feeling. Our government spent millions of dollars on these doses. They need to justify it. They have to. They absolutely have to. Well, and so, to be um, completely honest, too, like, yes, I have been vaccinated myself. I didn't want to, and I'm still, I don't feel good about it. However, I looked up the, I did my research on it, and okay, well, what is the worst, worst case scenario in both of them? And to me, getting COVID had scarier side effects and long uh, long lasting side effects than I know of of this vaccine 
So it seemed like, okay, this is the lesser of two evils. However, I, I'm still not okay with it because you don't know what the long-term effects are going to be. Well, you Nobody never does because, no, yeah, no well, not until it's too late, right? So, you know, it scared me, but I, I did it anyway. But I have to say that before I got my first shot, when it came out about the whole, oh, you can be entered in to win a lottery and stuff like that. And a lot of people were so excited about it. And they're like, oh, awesome. Look, we can win some money. And okay, let's just be honest here. I mean, if I won money, I'd be like, sweet. However, that made me not want to do it even more. Because I'm like, why are you pushing this so much? Why are you bribing people to get the fucking vaccine? It made me not want to get it. Yeah, it really it really changes. Um, well, like I said, this this is my my thought is they need to justify the amount of doses that they got, and what ended up happening. Our government failed so badly that the U.S. that everyone makes fun of, oh, they don't want to get it. Oh, look at dumb Americans. North Dakota had to bail out Manitoba because Manitoba fucked it so hard. Yeah. And thankfully for that, thankfully they were there to help and to, hey, you know what? We're going to lend out a hand for you. So when you have people that are coming over here and stuff like that, send them our way. We'll take care of them. Yeah. I mean, we were, even when I got my first shot, like, uh, or just before I did, like, people were panicking because they were waiting so long to get the second Pfizer or whatever. But there was nothing that was supposed to be coming. Like they had no idea when the next dose was even going to come. So like my parents had to sit and wait for a phone call when they got theirs as to when they finally got more. And I tell you, it took, I think, fuck, I think it was close to two months before my parents got the second dose. Yeah. And well, and this just kind of speaks to the, you know, and I've been saying this for a little while now, Government failed so much in this. While everything was shut down, they gave themselves a raise. April 1st is their yearly renewal of their uh, a review of their uh, income. So they vote on how much money they actually get to make. One thing I would actually love to see. I think their income should be tied to the median income. The average income that somebody makes per month. So if income wages go down, sorry, you get a smaller paycheck now. But uh, that would be nice. Well, but you know, so we're kind of getting off topic. But um, yeah, it's uh, the main thing that I really wanted to talk about was the fact that that key word that Brian Pallister said, you get your privileges back. Driving is a privilege. Driving is a privilege. The rights that are supposed to be protected by the government, see, but and that's, that's the contradiction. Government isn't supposed to protect them. They're supposed to ensure that these are not violated. And they let it happen. All in the name of saving yeah, lives. Doing a bang-up job on that one. One thing that we have in Canada is freedom of mobility. And, uh, hold on. Let me me just 
give me two seconds. I am going to grab my passport. Okay. I'm going to read to you a little document. Keep your hand on him. I'm, I'm grabbing my passport. There is a certain statement in my passport. Okay, page one, the very first page, right on the right on the after the hard plastic. The Minister of Foreign Affairs of Canada requests that in her name, um, in the name of Her Majesty the Queen, all those who may, all those, fuck, I cannot read today. The Minister of Foreign Affairs of Canada requests, in the name of Her Majesty the Queen, all those whom it may concern to allow the bearer. Oh, did you die? Oh, I lost him. Well, I'll continue. All those whom it may concern to allow the bearer to pass freely without delay or hindrance and to afford the bearer such assistance and protection as it may be necessary. So we are expected with this passport in other countries to not be hindered in our movement, to have certain protections in other countries. But yet in our own country, our freedom, sorry, sorry, not freedom, our privilege of mobility is being infringed when people are starting to, or when governments are saying, no, if you want to enter here, you need to have this type of paperwork. You need to have this. It's protecting the collective instead of protecting the individual. When you protect the individual, the collective is irrelevant. You know, it's like the, the old phrasing of, you know, take care of the pennies and the pounds will take care of themselves. If you focus on the, the, the small stuff, focus on the things that... Uh, sorry, I am sweating my balls off. It is hotter than the devil's nutsack in Kansas. <laughs> Holy fuck. But it's it's the fact that if you let the individual make those choices, and and you know what, the, the, this will always come back to me. It'll always come back to informed consent, individual responsibility. It is not my responsibility to make sure that you, anyone does something. Not my job. To an well, to an extent, yes, I have my kids, and I don't want them to be a bunch of fucking freeloading losers. But to show them. You are responsible. Everyone is responsible for their own decisions. So, for a government, like there was a, there was an article that came out that a lady was trying to get back into, I believe it was New Brunswick, and this was kind of early on. But um, so she ended up trying to get back into her home province, and the government turned her away saying, well, because, you know, there's quarantine, there's all this COVID stuff that's going on. So we, we had to, she wasn't allowed back in her own, her own province. So, ridiculous. yeah. So that, that was a bit of a shorter episode, but I, I did want to focus, I wanted to focus on this a little bit. And, you know, I, I think with that, we'll, we'll wrap today's little, uh, little episode up. So I wanted to thank everyone in advance. What? No, no, no. I remember you telling me about a good story that you had. You had a good story. 
gotta we gotta wrap it on a good note. A good note. Okay. All right. So I'll I'll, I'll go with this one. So there there was an um an um, an article out of the canoe.com and it was uh, it's titled a man leaves 2.4 million to French village that hid family from Nazis. Uh, Eric Sch Schwarm Schwam Schwam sorry was 90 years old when he died on Christmas Day. His final gift is for the tiny French village that protected his family during the Second World War. Schwam, an Austrian Jew, was an adolescent when he uh, when he arrived in Le Chabon sur Lyon. Sorry. In 1943, he did better than I would have done. <laughs> Thank you. I'm part French. The family was from Vienna, where Schwamm's father was a doctor. The, Sh the Champs-sur- Fuck, this is going to be brutal. Sir Leon is in uh, southeast France, has been known for 400 years as a place where the persecuted can seek protection. A reputation that began when it was a safe haven for the Huguenots, the French Protestants fleeing religious persecution in the 17th century. So it was, uh, there's more to this story. Um, I'll end up linking the stuff in the description for this video, but it was, um, I'll, I'll, I'll continue re reading a little bit more here. Yeah. So the people in the village saved about 3,000 Jews and their efforts during, uh, during the war were recognized by Israel. In his will, 3,000. Yeah, 3,000 people they, they helped save. So as a thank you from his family, um, he asked that the money, which was about the $2.4 to be used to benefit of schools and to fund scholarships. I was reading this, it just shows that the amount of gratitude and the amount, the effect that the World War, well, World War One and World War Two, had on the rest of the country and the, the, the people that did selfless act this that is true selflessness putting yourself at risk for the betterment of somebody else i'm sure these people in france didn't have to do a fucking thing they could have just you know i know i i yes gestapo no gestapo but they're deciding they decided with their own lives because these people could have been would have served a worse fate for helping them actually it says oh, they, right here, oh the my god they would have been killed Jews was deportation and or death yeah so that's like this uh, isn't just a hey i'm giving you five bucks to help give you a meal no they, they literally risked their lives to help save three thousand people in the war and honestly that story gave me goosebumps yeah, i didn't want to read the story prior to you telling it to me but it i mean this is such a beautiful story and such a beautiful gift that he gave to these people. Yeah. So, uh, well, there is more that I that we'll, we'll end up talking about, but I did want to close with this final quote. Whenever you find yourself on the side of the majority, it is to pause and reflect. So anytime, and this was a quote from Mark Twain, and um, I, I, I think of kind of the counterculture. Kind of what was the cool thing ends up being the uncool thing. Raging Against the Machine, well, the band Rage Against the Machine ended up becoming Rage on behalf of the machine. <laughs> With their, their famous song, you know, the line everyone knows, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. And now they've completely yeah. flipped and saying, no, 
fuck you. I will do what you tell me. Or actually, better yet, fuck me. I'll do what you tell me. Well, yeah, and fuck you to anybody else who don't listen. Yeah. And and I'm I'm always quite the the contrarian. Like if somebody makes a point, even a point that I agree with, I'll always try to play devil's advocate, and I want to challenge those thoughts. How sure are you? Even me, how sure am I in my own opinions or my own thoughts? Sure, shit, they change. That's where our youngest gets it from. <laughs> or our middle. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> you know, and I think especially when a movement is grabbing so much attention and so much momentum as, say, like the, the, the BLM type of stuff, I think people really need to take a step back and really think, is this what I want? Is this truly to the betterment of me, my family, my children, my history? Or to be truly selfish, similar to like those, those French residents, is it good for my country? Is it good for my country? Is my sacrifice really for the betterment of the world or is it to make it worse? So I think with that. Well, we'll and the thing is, the... with these, oh. what? Sorry, <laughs> I have a thought. Um, the thing is, too, that with. Um... <laughs> sorry, my bad. May I speak, sir? <laughs> the thing is, with something that might not seem that important or that big to people, I guess. I mean, this is something that literally this man never forgot. He was eternally forever grateful to this village that helped him and his family. Like they literally saved their lives yeah. by risking their own. And I, I think those people should feel so proud of themselves. I am so proud of them. Like I, I just, that is such a beautiful, beautiful story. Yeah, I think it's a wonderful way to uh, wrap this uh, little episode up. So, I agree. I guess, I guess with that, uh, thank you everyone for listening. Um, yes, thank you for tuning in to our episode two. Yes, episode two of many, many more. <laughs> many more to come. Excuse me, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but if you'd like to, you could follow us on YouTube or on Rumble. Um, what are we on? I think we're on, what are we on? Spotify or is it just Anchor? I don't know. Anchor takes uh, care Anchor, of I believe they put us on Spotify as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other media sources that are up and coming. Um, and if you want to help us out, hit the like and subscribe button. Or you know what? If you really didn't even care too much about it, but you like us, share it share it to everybody help get mm-hmm. us out there mm-hmm. yeah all right i think with that um thank you everyone for uh for listening and uh we will talk to everyone very very soon yes, all right thank you have fun and at, everyone uh, have, have fun. a beautiful day have fun at work my love <laughs> yeah um and remember if you go to oz i want those slippers roger that rubber ducky <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye guys.